this is really Tarika. Tarika exists on the level of the heart and it, it's not based so much in the material, although we've had the pleasure to meet materially, physically for so, so many years. Really since Sheikh Muzaffar came, this, um, these gatherings have not stopped. The zikr has not stopped since Sheikh Muzaffar came in person. Well, I think since Sheikh Noor, maybe it was 1979, I think. I mean, Sheikh Noor became dervish, but I think the meetings then became perpetual um, in 1979. So that's how many years? 80 and 20, that's 41 years. Yeah, that's a huge um, for, you know, and we know that Sufism has sprouted in, in, in so many hearts and so many lineage just now are um, spreading in the United States. And <clears throat> so we're, we're so grateful. And, uh, and so tonight we're remembering, uh, you know, this amazing night of ascension where, uh, again, it was like a Laylatul Qadr. It also, it was another Laylatul Qadr because, and that's why also we recite Laylatul Qadr on this night because uh, our, our beloved Muhammad وسلم, received the, the Salat, as we know, and the five <clears throat> daily prayers. And if it had not been for Hazreti Musa, alayhi salam, we would have had 50, <laughs> 50. But five is, is sufficient already for the times of day. And of course, we know there are extras. Um, we received countless blessings. So I'm going to read a little bit from the book of Sheikh Musafir because you might not get to that. I recommend it. I just sent a letter out a, a little late, but um, on practices. And we have the atom from the Sun of Knowledge, which has uh, the Mevlut Noor's translation, rendition of the um, classical Mevlut of um, one of the great Turkish uh, saints. Um, it's a very moving text. It's very short, as Noor tended to essentialize um, things. And, um, but Sheikh Musafir has a more extended account and more, you know, coming from these long hadiths. And I think Imam Ali, uh, was, uh, I think, the main carrier of the, of the ascension of the mirage. So that is the mirage during which, as we say, the, the Prophet fell in love with Salat, and he fell in love with it because of its uh, beneficence and for his community. So, uh, as we know, that's one of the, the pillars of um, the, the holy way of life. Um, so, I'm going to begin um, from the ultimate lotus tree. So, this where we know that the lotus tree is the separating place from the angelic, although there are, uh, I'm not sure, maybe there are no more angels, I guess, beyond that point. So it's only the, the human uh, who can pass beyond the ultimate low tree. 
but then sometimes you see angels up there, so it's all we don't know from the ultimate lotus tree so this is from Irshan, and this is the rasul himself speaking i finally came to paradise said the venerable gabriel o messenger of allah the glorious and exalted lord is venerating his own essence so this is amazing so this why lovers love this night why mystic sufis love this night is because it's so mystical it's so beyond the realm of the rational and in fact rational people uh, have a difficult time accepting it because it, it doesn't fit into the rational universe as they've constructed it and as we know even people of the rasul's own community some of them could not accept this journey and they denied it and denied him and left left the path so and this is also happens i just want to make a personal aspect of this happens in our own path it happens with our sheikh or it can happen with maybe another member of the community you know where we will have difficulty or maybe with a sheikh we we might not understand what they're doing we we start to question we uh which in america is okay i think i had a dream about that in america it's okay to question but don't question too much because then we will get into trouble um but americans have the questioning nature so i'll tell you the dream now that told me about that in the dream sheikh noor had been given um the ring of, that carried the, 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 the Sakal Sharif, the beard of Rasulullah But he was not believed. People, not everybody believed that. And so then came the commentary in the dream. This is my own dream. And that said, um, well, this is the way of Americans, you know, that they're brought up scientifically and they need to question. They need to have evidence. Um, and so it says, and then the, but ultimately, the combination of the holy way of life and the unquestionable truth combined with that, uh, that kind of perseverance of, of the mind, wanting to know, wanting to understand, will create something even greater than just purely, you know, accepting authority as it speaks automatically so but there are different tendencies in all of us and and we have also different moments so let me go on from the ultimate lotus tree i finally came to paradise said the venerable gabriel o messenger of allah the glorious and exalted lord is venerating his own essence what is he saying i asked gabriel explained the glorious and exalted one says all glorious all holy lord of angels and of the spirit so we know that that's in the original subuhun kudusun rabana warabul malaikati waru my mercy has outstripped my wrath and by the way that particular form of praise which Allah uses to 
praise his own essence, is in uh, the Salawat book. It's in the sandals. It's in the Salawat of the sandals. We pass beyond the ultimate lotus tree and paradise, said the venerable Gabriel. O Messenger of Allah, this is my station. If I ascend higher than this, I shall burn. No creature but you may pass beyond this point. So here I am reminded of an account of also an ascension of Bayezid Bastami, who tried to follow in the footsteps of the Prophet exactly. And he followed through deserts and wastelands. And then he came to an ocean of fire. And he said, beyond that, he could not go. That's Bayezid Bustami, called the king of the Gnostics. Um, no creature but you may pass beyond this point. I was made to mount Rafraf. Approach, come closer, came the command. On reaching the throne, I wish to take off my shoes, said I. My Lord, you bade my brother Moses to remove his sandals on Mount Sinai. That was on earth, while this is your throne. But the exalted one replied, my dearly beloved, he is my converser and you are my beloved. So I, I want to pause here again that <clears throat> Sheikh Musafir um, unlike Sheikh Noor, but Sheikh Musafir had such an intense love for Rasulullah, as did Sheikh Noor. But Sheikh Musafir couldn't, you know, resist that somehow exalting him, of course, above all the prophets, which he know he is, but which we, it's a very delicate, um, you know, how do you say? Uh, it's very delicate. And, um, because we don't want to seem as though we're denigrating or denying or in any way lowering other prophets in comparison. So normally we refrain from making comparisons, but the exalted lover, Musafir Ashki, uh, does not. <laughs> um, when the Messenger of Allah <clears throat> ascended to heaven, the pen said, so this is the pen, the, the uh, kalem, which was created from the light of Rasulullah. The, both the pen, the throne, the tablet, all came from the Nur Muhammad, The pen said, Muhammad is mine. The tablet said, he is mine. Now, you know, we can see a, a pen and a tablet kind of <laughs> dancing as imagery in front of our eyes. But as we know, the pen is actually called the first intellect. That's it's, uh, what it truly is. And it actually is identified with the, the, the Nur Muhammad, with the Logos. Um, and the tablet is the uh, uh, said to be like nature or, or the highly or the, the, um, the, the pure receptivity. So it's almost a male female image, of course, but the, the pen, the first intellect writes upon the tablet of potentiality, let's say pure potentiality, something like that. So, we, so Muhammad is, peace be upon him, is beyond even those. Tablet said, he is mine. 
The throne, the pedestal, and paradise each said, Muhammad is mine. So that's their intense love for him. Then the exalted one said, my beloved, so the creator of all, my beloved, I have given you the pen. So actually, they think they own the prophet, which is interesting because that sometimes happened with Muslims, you know, or any religious believer in their tradition. They think, well, we own the prophet, or I know, I know what he said, I know what he means. This, you know, um, so that's when we take possession and we don't realize that he came for everyone. It doesn't matter whether they're believer, non-believer, Christian, Jew, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu. He came for everyone. Um, so, my beloved, I have given you the pen, the tablet, the throne, the pedestal, and paradise. The blessed messenger said, my Lord, I do not wish for these. What I ask from you is my community. Wow. So they are still aspects of creation. You know, both the, the pen, as we say, is the first intellect, but it's the, it's the words, it's the um, divine power of the words, which take then form in creation. Um, and so the prophet is giving all of that up for his ummah. So here, it's interesting, came to me that is a case where the prophet does not make the same mistake as the angels when Allah asked them to bow to Adam and they did not see the essence of Adam. So the Rasul knows the essence of, of the Ummah, the commun community which is Allah. Then the Lord of all worlds said, I have given you your community. And I want to say this is abbreviated. Effendi did abbreviate. And then I think also the translator of Irshad um, Mukhtar Holland also slightly abbreviated, but it has the essential points. Our master reached the two bow lengths. A sign was given to him, meaning salute your Lord. So in this grand drama, it's a, the, like the most amazing cosmic drama. So the master said, Atayatu lilahi wa salawatu wa taibatu. Alhamdulillah, that's in our prayer. That's in Salat when we're on our knees. So how extraordinary that we are given. And this is part of the gift of mirage, that what the prophet himself did, we, it is it's given to us. And the noble Lord of all the world said, Assalamu alaika, ayuhu, nabi, nabiu. The way it's written here is Assalamu alaika, ayuhu, nabiu, wa rahmatullahi, wa barakatuhu. So Allah gives the blessings back. To which our blessed master immediately replied, Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadilahi salihin. So, and so peace upon us, meaning myself and all the prophets and messengers and mothers, and upon all the righteous servants. Then the listening, so immediately the prophet shares it. And this is one of his, you know, extraordinary 
characteristics, one of his signatures is the generosity that he's come to share. He did not come for himself. He did not, of course, come into the world for himself. He came for the, the ummet, his ummet, humanity, and the creation. Um, and then the angels said, so these are all what we say while we're sitting on our knees in Salat. Allah said in a very gentle way to our master, Oh, my beloved, great indeed is the honor in which I hold you. Were there a hundred thrones, the dust of your foot, the dust that your foot has trodden would be dearer to me than all of them. Then the exalted one said, my beloved, what gift have you brought for me? So this is very beautiful too. This is so tender. Our master said, two gifts I have brought for you. One is the lack of obedience of my community. And the other is the multitude of transgressions of my community. Well, I think obedience here is more a devotion, the, the, the small amount of devotion. In other words, that his community is occupied with many other things. Said the exalted Lord, in my mercy, I have forgiven their, their paucity of devotion. Through your intercession and in your honor, I have also forgiven their multitudes of transgressions. Our master said, five complaints were made against my community. Allah said, oh, so then, the, it's what we spoke of the other night, you know, Allah as, as the lover, uh, who takes on the role of the lover, uh, not only the beloved. So, and here, the lover, Allah, complains to the, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, of five things of us, basically humanity. Five complaints were made against my community. Allah said, O Ahmed, although I do not ask your community for tomorrow's prayers today, they want tomorrow's provision from me in advance. And, and that's a, a very uh, important thing to contemplate. And it's true. And basically it comes from lack of trust in Allah. I cannot give their sustenance to another, yet they devote their actions to others than me. So here Allah is saying, I cannot give their sustenance to another. So this is where Allah, who is all powerful, yet circumscribes that power. And says in, in the same way, he said, my, my mercy outstrips my, my wrath. Um, and I have um, inscribed mercy upon you know myself so here it says that cannot give the provision to another so that is something of decree it's been decreed uh, and yet uh, we devote our actions we we believe that our, our razak or our well-being is coming from another that's the second then they enjoy my provision yet give thanks to others than me and here I, I immediately pops into mind Musafir Effendi, you know, who said, well, if, you, if someone gives you a hat, though, you have to thank 
the 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 giver of the hat, even though you know it comes from Allah, but still, it's part of the adab. To we still thank the other, but we don't imagine that it's coming from the other. Um, though disobeying me, they are obedient to others than me. Oh, that's interesting one. <laughs> Although they disobey me, and we we do. I mean, it's almost inevitable that we do. Allah created us in that form, but we obey others. So uh, this brings up the Quranic phrase where it says, you know, imagine the one who has many masters or just two masters. You could say the world and Allah, you know, that kind of person is kind of crazy. So our dervish path is to, and I think we, we realize that, but it's not immediately um, you know, accessible to us, but we realize that we need to heed Allah, listen to Allah, follow Allah. Um, and as, as, as the highest and only good, but, you know, our, our worldliness, our earthiness is pulling us, of course, in, in other directions to obey others. And, you know, that's a very complex one. Also, we could almost have a whole session just on that. I created the fire of hell for the unbelievers, but they are asking to go there. Well, I guess through actions. Okay. When our master said, my Lord, you gave paradise to the venerable Adam, the old glorious one said, I did, I did give paradise to Adam. And then I expelled him from it. So we have to say here, Adam and Eve, because it was given to both. I shall give paradise to you and your community, <clears throat> and I shall never make them leave it. So all of this exchange is going on, on this, in this moment in time. It's a very brief, so th this whole uh, event, gigantic cosmic event is taking place in terms of earthly time. Uh, they say maybe it was, was it a minute? Because he said his bed was still warm when he returned. So, you know, we know how long that is approximately. Uh, maybe it's a minute to, to three minutes, not, not more, I wouldn't think. Um, my Lord, so the exchange goes on. You gave the ark to the venerable Noah. So here the prophet is, is revealing himself as the lover. He's and as you know, the lover who desires from his Lord and, and desires for himself and his community. Um, you granted salvation to those who took refuge in it. And they used to worship in that ark. That's interesting. My beloved, Allah answers, I have made the whole world a mosque. So on this night, the mirage, is uh, where it says, I made the earth the prayer carpet and, and the heavens the canopy. So um, this night, what immense blessings. The whole world is a place of, of worship. Those who frequent the mosques, I have made immune to my fire. So that's beautiful, um, <clears throat> beautiful um, knowledge too. So not only is the whole world a mosque, but if you frequent the mosques, you are made immune to the fire. 
I should, <coughs> I shall make the mosques serve as arcs until the resurrection. That's beautiful. So even if we make a little mosque, and as we know, the, the original mosque in Medina was, um, was very simple. It was made out of thatch, had no floor with the earth. So we can make a mosque like that. And every time I think we pray in community, even if it's outside, it's really a mosque. Um, my Lord, and, and I will use them, so uh, the mosque, to carry your community across the bridge over the fire. My Lord, for the venerable Adam, you turned Nimrod's fire into light. You made it harmless and cool. For your community, I shall cool the fire of hell. Mashallah. Now that's a good one too, because Effendi said that the tear of the lover will put out the fires of hell. So through our love and, and prayers, we can put out the, the, the fires of hell in the world. My Lord, you gave Zemzem to the venerable Ishmael, I had given you the river Kalthat. And you conversed with the venerable Moses on Mount Sinai. Isn't this so beautiful? This is again like a lover's complaint. These are all the lover's complaint. You conversed with the venerable Moses on Mount Sinai. I conversed with you above the throne at an even higher station. You sent a meal down from heaven for the venerable Jesus. I shall send meals from paradise down to your community at the resurrection. To the venerable David, you gave the Psalms. To you, I have given Surat al-Anam. You delivered Jonah from the three kinds of darkness. I shall also deliver your community from three kinds of darkness, that of the tomb, that of the resurrection, and that of the bridge. Each of these three stations is in darkness, but the faith of the believers will fill them with light. My Lord, you gave the venerable hither the water of life. To you and your community, I shall give the river Salsabil. You gave the gospel to the venerable Jesus. To you, my beloved, I have given Surat al-Ikhlas, you gave the Torah to the venerable Moses. My beloved, I have given you the throne verse, Ayatul Kursi. I have revealed to you a glorious surah, which is not to be found in the Torah, nor the gospel, not in the Psalms, nor in any of the hundred scrolls. That surah is Surat al-Fatiha. Such is that glorious surah of mine that hell is forbidden Let's call it the fire. The fire is forbidden to touch the body of anyone who recites it. And this is <clears throat> confirmed in other hadith. <coughs> Though his parents were unbelievers, I will, I will cover them in honor of that surah. I have no servant more noble than you, nor greater than you, nor finer than you. And to read Surah Al-Anam is like reading the essence of the Psalms. To read Surah Al-Ikhlas is like reading the essential truth of the gospel. That's interesting. 
to read the throne verse is like reading the essential truth of the Torah. So the Torah is, well, we know that the Jalal of Allah and which the throne verse is, that's why we use it to protect ourselves. My Lord, I have seen your paradise with all of its cities, palaces, and splendid pavilions, horries, attendants, and pages, its satin, silks, and brocades, and its thrones adorned with gold, silver, rubies, pearls, and emeralds. I have seen the houris whose beauty defies description. I have seen crowns of light and robes of light. To which of your messengers do these all belong? My beloved, these do not belong to the prophets. Bounties by the hundreds of thousands have been prepared for my faithful servants. These bounties of mine will belong to any member of your community. And remember, his community is all humanity, who says with sincere devotion, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulallah. So let's say that. We'll say it three times. Effendi used to every now and then have his whole community say that, and he would, you know, raise the finger, the, the finger of witness on their shadow. A shadow in la ilaha illallah, where shadow in the Muhammadan Rasulallah. A shadow in la ilaha illallah, where shadow in the Muhammadan Rasulallah. A shadow in la ilaha illallah. Wow, do you feel it's like an ablution? It feels very purifying, actually, um, and illuminating. So, when our master reached the throne on high, he placed his right hand on his left and stood humbly to make a request. So let's we can envision him standing in that humble way. The glorious and exalted one said, O Muhammad, O Muhammad, ask of me whatever you wish. What is that that you need of me? Our master then said, O my Lord, what I ask of you is nearness to my community. Mashallah. <laughs> That's kind of amazing because we would have thought, even as <clears throat> I was reading it, I thought, well, he's going to ask for nearness to Allah, you know, which is what we ask for. But he, he knows that he is near. He is the ultimate nearness to Allah. So he asks for nearness to his community, how blessed we are. And Allah answers, for the sake of my majesty, um, I also wish to be near to your community though how tender. So Allah, of course, who is the author of all of this, who is within it all, behind it all, somehow encompassing all of this, but participates in this dialogue of love with the prophet. So just almost like, you know, it's a, there's also something, uh, lover and beloved also has sometimes the aspect of a childlikeness and so Allah is saying, I also wish to be near to your community. I shall not put, um, I shall not put, I have, prepared, I, I have prepared my mercy and my bounty for the believers. Those who wish for my approval, beautify their tongues with remembrance of me. 
Let them obey me as they grow toward physical maturity. Let them devote their lives to my way. In response to their loving de dedication, let them hear no words but mine. So, oh no, as part of their loving dedication, let them hear no words but mine and let their hearts harbor no love for anything but me. So here again, Allah is the lover. Let their tongues affirm my unity. Let their bodies stand in worship. Let their eyes be moist with love and awe of me. And I will be close to them in both worlds. And I will keep the negative energies away from them. I will employ them eternally in services that are pleasing to me. My help and my guidance will go with them always. Yeah, I, I would like to read. There's one more passage, so I might skip over <clears throat> um, to, to this other passage, which is the, the Bismillah. And this section is called The Four Rivers and the Two Bow Lengths. Our master continues, during my ascension, I saw a dome of light. Four rivers issued from this dome. One of these rivers was of water, one of honey, one of wine, and the other of milk. These four rivers flowed, bubbling from that dome of light. Gabriel said to me, O Messenger of Allah, would you not like to see the source of these rivers? When I said yes, the dome opened up. Inscribed within was the sentence, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, in the name of Allah, O merciful and compassionate. The river of water flowed from the Arabic letter M, Mim, in the word Bismillah, from the Mim. The river of honey from the H, from the Bismillah. The river of milk from the whole in the center of the letter Mim in Rahman, and the river of wine from the hole in the center of the Mim in Rahim. When I said, who will drink from these rivers, Gabriel? The reply came from the exalted Lord, O Muhammad, if any member of your community mentions me by my names and says, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, sincerely, then on the day of resurrection, I will call that servant of mine to drink from these rivers. O Muhammad, if any member of your community makes ablution and says, Laila illallah, for the sake of my majesty, I shall give that servant of mine a paradise as great as this world. So I'm gonna read just a little more because this is all, these are some of the how do you say, the, the jewels of our, of our way. Our master reached the two bow lengths. There he saw a huge chest made of light, on which there was a lock also made of light. Our master said, my Lord, what does this great chest of light contain? I would like to see, where is the key to it? The Lord of glory said, so, you know, this reminds me, and I'm just sharing some of my own, <clears throat> like, little kind of 
uh, winged thoughts, I guess, as they fly in as I'm reading this. This, of course, reminds me of Sheikh Noor's uh, vision of himself and the prophet when he, the prophet carried him in his arms and then he somehow matured and, uh, and he asked the prophet these questions. And who are you ultimately? And, and the prophet replies, you know, he, he Sheikh Noor questioned um, the, the Rasul وسلم, about the reality of the world and the reality of paradise. And so paradise, <clears throat> he answered, is Allah's uh, perfect dream. And then he, Noor dares. I mean, this is like Noor's immense daring. So if you think we, that's almost the essence of what I spoke of earlier of the American, let's say, tendency to question, to want to get to the truth, he dared question the prophet to say, and, and are you also a dream? <laughs> Can you imagine? Alhamdulillah. So the prophet's response was, I am the dream key to the dream lock of the dream door that opens upon the boundless divine love, the ocean of love that alone is real. So, um, so this a little bit, it, it's, it's obviously in the Sunnah. So the prophet himself questioned. In fact, all that passage before that I read to you and to myself was, were questions. Um, <clears throat> so inshallah, you know, and daring, there is a spiritual courage, which inshallah we find in ourselves and which we cultivate uh, so it's not harshness. It's, you know, done with delicacy, but it's courage. It's, it's courage to go to the truth and to stand in the truth. So the prophet asks, <clears throat> and then Allah replies, um, Okay, so he asked what, he was very curious, what does this great chest of light contain? I would like to see, where is the key to it? And the Lord of glory said, oh, my messenger, the key to it is in you. It opens with <clears throat> la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. So our main key, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Our master then made this affirmation of divine unity. So immediately he affirms. And this is something also, and you know, that we, in our own spiritual path, that <clears throat> to be so sensitive and alert that we leap when we're asked to leap, that we move with the, the, the divine will, the flow and uh, you know, it's interesting, there's a hadith, <clears throat> and it's one of those Jalal hadith, really, where um, the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi that let's say if something wrong is done to you, or something is missed, or, you know, and if we get lost we're in, 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 in regret or in upsetness or and then later we forgive the prophet said you miss the moment so the moment is right there as it happens that we are so steeped in allah that in that moment we can say alhamdulillah or you know uh, astaghfirullah or no problem 
So that's a, they would, you know, inshallah will get the exact uh, words to that hadith. But, so he was right there. So immediately he said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Our master then made this affirmation of, the, of divine unity and the box opened. An infinite ocean was visible within it. Within that ocean, there was a bird. And on the bird's claw was a piece of mud. In answer to the question, my Lord, what do these things represent? So you see, he's, constantly, he's questioning. The Lord said, my beloved, that infinite sea is my mercy. That bird is your community. The mud on the bird's claw represents this, the transgressions of your community. Compared to my mercy, their transgressions are no greater than the mud on that bird's claw. You have seen the ocean of my mercy, and you have also seen the transgressions of your community. When set against the ocean of my mercy, their transgressions are no greater than an atom. And just as a bit of mud will disappear if it falls into the sea, their offenses are as nothing compared to my mercy. And I am the most merciful of the merciful. I am all forgiving, all generous. Ya Erham Erahimim, the most merciful of the merciful. And it says that if we say this three times and ask something, that it will be sure to come about. We ask in the name of the Muslim. So we say, Ya Erham Erahimim, Ya Erham Erahimim, Ya Erham Erahimim. Oh, this I'd like to read, all veils removed. When our master reached the two bow lengths, he saw his Lord, whichever way he looked. Now this is Alhamdulillah. And so Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ الْمَشْرِقُ Wherever you turn, you will see Allah. Isn't that in Quran? So, there is the face of Allah wherever you turn. So, um, again, this is manifested in this night. And so, I don't know, it's interesting. Maybe the Quranic verse appeared after. That would be interesting for a Quranic scholar. Um, so he saw his Lord, whichever way he looked, his Lord was beyond all directions. This was how the manifestation occurred. The vision was complete. There was no veil, for the veil had been removed. When our master reached his station, he did not want to leave it, because he had forgotten the existence of the self and of creatures all barriers of association having disappeared. He wished to remain at that station and there to worship the irresistible Lord in that state. In other words, when he beheld the beauty of Allah, he became so intoxicated and bewildered that he forgot the world and all it contained. Wishing to remain in that station forever in devoted service. But the exalted one said, O oh, my messenger, 
You are my herald and warner, and I sent you to the world as a messenger. You are there to invite the people to me. I gave the good news of you to Adam, to Moses, to Jesus, and to all the other prophets and messengers. All humanity is awaiting your coming, your call. This grace of mine, which you have seen on your ascension, and my, so this is what humanity is waiting for, also this grace, of, and my good tidings of pardon and forgiveness. So Allah had filled him with such blessings and, and such uh, wonderful news for all of us that if he had stayed there, we wouldn't have received that. We would have received some part of his messengership, um, you know, but this is like the gist of it. This is the gist. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because Ibn Arabi speaks of the travelers on the path and the who go and become so bewildered that they don't come back. But so he said that, you, you know, the returning ones are, are more advanced or more mature, you might say. So that's why we, we you know, you, you experience wedged, but with sobriety, the sobriety is simply a cloak. It's not that it's dampening in any way the wedged. It simply means that you can be in wedged and yet not be in, in fanat. It's interesting. Um, all right. This station is truly a very exalted one. I never saw fit to bring this station, to bring to this station any other prophet or messenger of mine, nor any of the angels, not even those near the throne. Only you have I considered for this affection and generosity of mine. If you stay here at this station, you will be unable to convey the message and call the people to me. This station is your station of nearness to me. In order to call the people to me, you must now return to your station of mission. Go back to the world. Wherever you stand to pray to me, I will cause you to witness this station here of nearness. I shall grant you the state of bliss that you have tasted in it. You will even see me completely. I shall remove the veil for you. Oh, and, and then Fendi goes on to quote, whichever way you turn, there is the face of Allah. Alhamdulillah. Let's offer a, a Fatiha to the secret. Part of our pews of Fatiha, Allah, Himmah, Allah, Sirin Muhammad Alhamdulillah. So let's um, have a wonderful mirage. So we'll say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.
with hearts together. Amen. Who?